Hey, what's up? Welcome back to the Consciousness Explorers podcast, the podcast that's all about adventuring through the mind-body continuum, including the voice, which we're going to be exploring today. We are your hosts. My name is Jeff Warren, and with me is Tasha Schumann. Hey. So, like I said, today the practice is around the voice. Our guest is Deborah Joy. She's a voice coach who lives here in Toronto, and someone I got connected to actually through work, and I've found it really interesting getting to know her and getting to do some of these practices. So today's a little bit different. You want to say something about today, Tasha, what you like? Yeah, I mean, we're going to be doing several practices. It's not just um, a whole lot of talking and then one practice. So it's kind of really dynamic based on where you are today. But you're going to want some space to lie down, some place to put your feet up on, close a door. You're going to make some noises, do some breathing. And uh, it's going to be a wild ride. Yeah, it's definitely a weirder (laughs) hour. So much fun. We had so much fun. So it's participatory. Obviously, like all of these things are, uh, you're going to hear some strange noises. So maybe just, you know, let the neighbors know or keep the volume down a little bit low. Um, I guess what I really liked about this was the same reason I like working with Deborah is, you know, it's very subtle going into this. You don't really know what you're doing. You're kind of practicing this whole range of weird sounds and tones. But the idea is that as you explore, you kind of begin to access a wider bandwidth of yourself. And I really find myself in a different place coming out the other side of this. And the insights are very much staggered along as we do the different practices. They kind of come out organically. And I think the thing I love is that the insights aren't conceptual. They're really, really embodied. So you're not really sure why your head feels like open and bright, but it just does. So it's really (laughs) cool. (laughs) So without further ado, enjoy. Welcome to the Consciousness Explorers Club podcast. Well, thank you. So good to have you. So I'm particularly excited about this because, as I mentioned, Deborah has been helping me with my own voice stuff. That's how we actually met. I've been doing this voice work for Calm, the app, recording meditations, and I was finding that I was sort of running out of gas in my voice, and I was encountering a few challenges. And so the idea came up that maybe I could work with a voice coach to help uh, with that process. And I've found in, over the weeks that I've been working with Deborah that it's become this whole learning experience, this whole kind of path into understanding myself. So, wow, I did not expect that. So that's why we I invited Deborah to come on and we're excited to have you here. And that's a little bit of context. Well, thank you. Yes, it's been a, a pleasure, <laughs> absolute pleasure to work with you, Jeff. And uh, it's a very common thing to get tired vocally and to kind of feel like you don't have the stamina and so on. And it's, I think it's important to think how physical using your voice is and how the voice embodies both the intellect, the emotions, of course, the physical body. And, uh, you know, somebody playing Hamlet on the Stratford stage is going to feel like they've gone through a marathon, but not only a physical marathon, a vocal marathon, an emotional and intellectual and spiritual uh, marathon. And so I think that we can kind of forget how physical the voice is and how it encompasses all these things. Kristen Linklater says that you are your voice and your environment, your upbringing, your parents, your family, your friends, the different languages you speak, of course, and any trauma that's gone on in your life will all have an imprint 
on your voice. And part of the work is about allowing us to touch base and recognize, oh, look at this. I, you know, have you ever been asked, oh, you know, I thought I was speaking to your mother. Is this, you You know, (laughs) and all of those kinds of things, right? Oh, I sound like my dad, you know, that whole thing. Now we don't have a communal phone, so that's not happening as much. But, (laughs) But I think it's kind of neat how all of those things imprint on the voice. Well, there's so much to unpack there. Yeah, I've like I've been a vocalist my entire life. And aside from working with a coach, like at the very beginning of my career, I never have again. And so it's like, (laughs) I tell that to other vocalists, and I'm like, what? But I know, I think it's something about having like, you know, I work in in hip hop and electronic. And so there's this, this like feeling that I got it, whatever, you just get on stage and give it my all. But the amount of times that I've almost literally puked on stage, (laughs) because I just don't have anything else to give, you know, at the end of the set or, you know, because it's so physical. So I'm very, very stoked to have you on yeah. to kind of unpack this. Well, one of the things that makes me, uh, uh, one of the tangents that uh, makes me want to go on right now is this idea of exhaling. Mm-hmm. As a society, uh, we have been holding our breaths for an awfully long time. Mm-hmm. And that sense of keeping it in, of not allowing ourselves to express emotion or express what we're really feeling. And that shows up in, um, I have students, for instance, uh, who I have to teach how to smile, how to use their cheeks so that they can get their soft palate moving Mm. because, you know, they don't want to reveal themselves. And uh, so that has so much impact on resonance and the voice as well. And so here is an exercise right off the top that I love. It's a kundalini exercise, kundalini yoga exercise. I'm I'm a teacher of kundalini yoga as well. And I really love this one. And it's it's called clearing the karma. And my sidebar for that is throwing away the garbage. (laughs) (laughs) So if you uh, just want to sit comfortably with your feet on the floor, your knees wide, your sitting bones, grounded in the chair if you're on the chair or on the cushion or mat and let's just follow our breath for a moment so allowing the breath to come in through let's do it through the mouth and your lips are rounded so you're inhaling slowly through the mouth and take a good exhale just let it go for the moment And once again, a nice, slow, mindful breath, following the breath as it drops into the belly and releases. Inhaling right through to that diaphragm so the diaphragm can drop down, move those organs around, including the stomach, and then exhaling it out. And then keeping the elbows uh, by your side ribs so you're not having to engage your shoulders very much. Um, Cup the hands in front of you as if you're holding some water in your hands. And inhale through that O or U shape through your mouth. And exhale. And as you exhale, just throw that water over your head and behind you. And then inhale again. Feel the breath dropping into your hands or into your belly. And exhale it behind you. 
and just let it go. Let go of the busyness of the season, of all the challenges, and just exhale it away. And then if you like, you can let a sigh go with that exhale. So you can inhale and then exhale the hands over the head with a and let it go. Inhaling into the palms of your hands. Exhaling the hands over your head. And you can kind of visualize the garbage all, all piling up behind you. And keep going. Let's do that for about 30 seconds. And the last one. And then feel the breath dropping in, placing your hands on your knees. And just noticing how you feel, whether you feel a little more open, a little more awake, a little more revitalized. And ask yourself, perhaps, when was the last time you uh, exhaled fully? And that brings me uh, back to the subject of the basement. How often do we let ourselves kind of vocally sit down here somewhere and kind of um, speaking from this place, this uh, place of uh, kind of intra inspection and uh, kind of fatigue and again not allowing yourself to really uh, communicate how you're feeling I have a son for instance who came back from school one day and he he had done well in assignment and well I asked him how how he did in his assignment and he said oh yeah it was okay I did fine I got an A (laughs) As, as a voice teacher, I was like, Nick, tell me how you're really feeling, please. And so that shyness or inability or embarrassment to actually reveal something positive in a energizing way. It's just amazing how we do that to ourselves. And so part of that vocal frying is that shyness, I think, or that inability to reveal how extraordinary we all are and how unique we all are and how we all have important things to say. Well, this is one of the things that I found really um, interesting in working with you is that we identified that I sort of speak in this way that's probably lower than my what my natural pitch would be. And sort of, it was, there's, there's been a bit of an exploration of why that's about. It's like this, some part is suppressing something, or I, mm-hmm. I'm not sure myself what it is, but you're the one that really kind of pointed it out. And it's like, okay, well, there's some learning here. It seems related to what you're talking about, about coming out of the basement. Yeah. Yes. And that's this idea of exhaling as a society, of allowing ourselves to inhale and actually exhale fully. And, um, 
the vocal fry is a particular penchant of mine because I feel that it restricts us. It, it prevents us from really communicating. And it narrows our range to such an extent that our natural range, that it, every single human being without any training has about five octaves of range. Mm. And, you know, how much do we actually use in a day? And I bet you it's it's in the, probably not five. Uh, yeah, I bet you it sits in the very very bottom mm-hmm. of of our ranges. And so uh, the other thing that I wanted to touch base with before we go into the sequence, which will help you, I hope, to come up into the living rooms, is also this sense of being truly present. And what is it to be? vocally present to be in the here and now and how social media and texting uh, has prevented us as humans to allow us to be present. And of course, in the theater, I teach a lot in the theater. I'd say three quarters of my practice uh, is in the theater and the other quarter is with professional voice users and other people interested in the voice. Um, but that sense of being present as an actor, and we can feel it in our bones when we're in the audience and we are we are hearing uh, an actor or a singer truly being present and spontaneous in the moment. Can you say a bit more about, about what that means vocally? Like, what does it mean to be vocally present? Like what that sounds like versus not being present? Yes, well, it gets into this idea of second circle. There are three circles, as Patsy Rotenberg outlines uh, in a book called The Second Circle. And the second circle is about being here in the now with your senses available, with your heart open, your ears open, your eyes open, your sense of touch and smell open. And communicating to one other person and being intimate with that person in that circle of concentration between the two of you. And so today, for instance, with all the Zooming that we're having to do, it's really hard to stay in second circle. And we tend to either go back into first circle and turn off our screens and just kind of, you know, write our lists as we're listening to So first circle is private and personal and and third circle is more super public and broadcasting out or something? That's right. Third circle, I'm speaking in third circle now. It's uh, a little larger than life. It's uh, yeah. a little over aggressive, if you ask me personally. Um, and, uh, you know, so if we were going to take this phrase, for instance, just the phrase, I know you, I see you, I hear you in third circle. You can hear how kind of annoying it is. Mm. <laughs> or in, in first circle, yeah, I hear you. I, I see you. I, uh, you know, I know you. I know who you are. Sure, I do. Or do you take the risk to breathe down, breathe that person in, even if it's through a screen? I hear you. I know you. I see you. Mm. So a lot of vulnerability in it. That's right. 
and how how can we allow ourselves to be that vulnerable and what are some ways and exercises that we can do to i would say enjoy that embody that you know the opposite of fear and nervousness is excitement so can we actually allow ourselves to be excited <laughs> about being vulnerable you know what it's like tasha going up on that stage in that moment before and you've got that nervous stomach right <laughs> and yeah you- i'm just i'm just thinking of i'm trying to map first second and third circles onto me as a performer and how that manifests it can be so daunting sometimes if you're standing in front of, you know, like what, 5,000 people or something and you want to have that intimacy or you want to have that vulnerability, but it's like the sheer numbers in the crowd are kind of dictating, like you just kind of go into third because you're, it's like a, I don't know, defense mechanism almost. You know, you're well, trying exactly. to be right. Exactly. And if you think that, you know, there's one person or three people in that audience mm-hmm. that really needs to hear your message tonight. Yeah, and I've noticed that as well. Like I I find I my favorite performances are ones where I'll focus on, I'll pick like three people and they're usually like young women who look really excited about being at the show and I'll pick them and kind of perform to them. And then there's this like intimacy or this like, I see you sister, <laughs> you know? And if you just perform to them, you can have that intimacy and kind of forget that about the sheer numbers in the crowd. Oh, absolutely. And it brings your focus into this wonderful place that as human beings, we pick up on that charisma, that alchemy between you and your audience. I'm fascinated by that. And I think it's available to all of us if we will take the risk to explore it, you know? Is there an exercise we can actually do that gets at that first, second, third circle distinction? Uh, Yeah, well, something like what I just did, we can play with. But I'd like to do a little voice work to bring us into that availability so that we're not uh, stuck in the basement and so that we can come up. Do you find there's like a difference with gender? Like it seems like it it would almost be gendered, like women are kind of you know, our societal habit would be that women kind of tend upwards when they're kind of doing that dissociation and men might might go more towards like the masculine tough guy voice. Uh, oh, definitely. And that goes into the whole idea of vocal bluffs, all mm-hmm. the different bluffs that we use to hide our vulnerability or to hide our authentic selves. And some of these we're not even aware of, you know. So again, as a voice for acting teacher, I often go through, you know, little exercises where you literally take off the social bluff, feel like it's a sweater. And let's just do that right now. Pretend you're taking off this social uh, character of yours, whatever that might be. Is it the, oh yeah, I know everything person? Is it the, uh, um, Uh, you know, I'm a pretty shy person. Like, what are those social bluffs that get in our way of true communication? And you can take them off like a costume. And then the actor actually can act from, from a more truthful place and take on the facets of the character from a neutral place, as opposed to 
a place that already has five different costumes going on, right? So that you can allow yourself more connection, more personal connection. So this is, so what I'm hearing you say is that um, by our habits, our conditioning, we get stuck in these sort of ways of speaking these where it's a more limited range or it has a particular role and that this prevents us from accessing the natural flexibility and adaptability and range of what's actually there. And when we have that more adaptable opened up range, then we can more easily move into the circle that's appropriate, but that we can't access that as well when we're stuck in these registers. Absolutely. You know, if you think of the Mark Antony speech from Julius Caesar, friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. Of course, that first line is all about third circle, mm -hmm. right? But then he gets into describing Caesar's wounds. And it's like he's describing his father's death. Right. He's not actually his father, but he is, uh, mm. you know, uh, in terms of connection. And my goodness, that is an actor. And I think as every human being, we all love to tell stories. And how much of our lives is, you know, oh, what did you do today, honey? <laughs> 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 and we tell the story. Um, and it's wonderful to be able to tell that story in a really truthful, authentic way, you know, rather than um, hiding and, uh, you know, oh, yeah, I got an A. Yeah, okay. Uh, and you're right, uh, Tasha, in terms of the male-female, but I think th this last 20 years or so, many of the female habits have shifted into yeah. more male habits. I've noticed that even in myself. I think when I was like in high school, I had a higher, well, I remember like having a higher voice because I would lose my voice all the time because I'm naturally very high energy and talking with a lot of energy in a register that was too high, I would lose my voice once a week. And then I got like vocal notes and everything. And so yeah. then just like, you know, as I kind of matured, I was like, it's okay to talk lower and kind of like inhabit this lower region that I hadn't explored before. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And, uh, and so it is interesting if, um, uh, if you read The Right to Speak by Patsy Rotenberg, that was written in the 80s, and then she did an update. Um, but I think 97 is the update. So it's, it's still mm -hmm. perhaps going to be updated again. Uh, and she goes into some of those uh, habits uh, and looking at the gender differences. Mm -hmm. But I think, I think like everything else, that's evolving. So um, we'll see what happens, what, what her next iteration might be. <laughs> uh, but so why don't we start with our practice? And mm -hmm. uh, if you're able to um, lie down on your back and place your uh, legs up on a chair. Now, do you want to hear us during this practice, like giving feedback, or do you, would you, is it easier for you if it's just silent? No, I'd love to hear you if that's not going to create feedback or whatever. I can do that. I'm going to just get myself over on the floor here. So I'll keep myself unmuted. Okay. And so you're placing your legs up on the chair and the thighs are really hanging down from the knees down into your hips. Is there any pillows involved? You're welcome to put a pillow underneath <laughs> your head. 
especially if you've got neck issues. So Jeff, you're welcome to put one there too. And just place your hands over your navel. And let's do a few cleansing breaths. So you're going to inhale for a couple of seconds through the mouth or the nose, it doesn't matter. And then exhale the day. <sighs> and just exactly. And feel the spine hanging down <sighs> into the mat. <sighs> And uh, yeah, and keep sighing as I'm talking. Just keep sighing. <sighs> That's it. And feel the midpoints of the spine between your shoulder blades opening when you inhale. And just leaning into the mat as you exhale, giving up the weight of the spine. Just giving you a heads up, you may only hear Tasha breathe once a minute because she, <laughs> she's, her lungs are massive. Fantastic. Uh, Excellent. So these, you only need as much breath as your thought or your phrase. And so these are short phrases. So don't feel you need to have to withhold your breath. <sighs> and then breathing down into the low end of the spine. <sighs> and then give yourself a hug and inhale into those shoulder blades and keep going. You'll feel that you have a little more space there. <sighs> and then let the tongue rest on the lower lip. So you don't have to open your mouth very much. So your jaw's going to be very relaxed here. And your tongue is just rolling out on the lower lip. And feel like you're like a puppy dog just releasing. Huh. 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 That's it. And just notice how that feels. Notice yourself slowing down a little. <sighs> and then placing your hands on your belly, just massage around the navel. And notice what you notice there. Does it feel hard? Is it malleable? And we're just massaging around that area so that the diaphragm will have a little more space to drop. Uh, are still doing the hand noise? Yeah, feel free. Uh, huh. Uh, huh. Tongue in or tongue out, entirely up to you. Huh. Uh. 
And then reach up and place your hands on your chest. And so the fingers are pointed towards each other. And when you inhale, feel that your right side and the left side of the chest are like the right sliding door and the left sliding door of your kitchen doors. And when you inhale, the sliding doors open. The right one opens to the right, the left one opens to the left. And then as you exhale, the sliding doors slowly come back in. That's it. And just repeating that, just keep repeating the idea of the sliding doors, slowing down the inhale. And then slowing down the exhale. You might think about inhaling coolness and then it becomes warm deep inside and exhaling warm. The cool breath drops in, becomes warm deep inside and releases out warm as if you're warming hands in front of your mouth. Excellent. And then shifting from our ha, we're going to go from ha to hum. Hum. And taste that uh, taste that hum on your lips. Think of the most delicious food and taste that hum. Taste that food as you hum. Beautiful. And keep exploring that. Hum. So it's one third ha, one third mmm, and the other third ah. Absolutely. A couple more times. Enjoy each one. Last one. And how does that feel? It feels nice. <laughs> Relaxing. Good. Because it's not how it sounds that's important, it's how it feels. What are the sensations in the body? And to find more sensations for that lower end, for the lower resonance, the torso, chest resonance, uh, you can also use the consonant z, like the z or zad as in zoo. And let's just play with that for a moment. Zoo. 
And just notice where in your body you're feeling that resonance. In my chest. And in your spine and maybe down in your hips even. Oh yeah. Totally in the in the spine and hips. And you can also feel that it's kind of it starts a little higher and then kind of falls down a little bit. Zoom. And it kind of falls into an abyss. I love the abyss. <laughs> Zoom. Excellent. So, and it's very relaxing. The kinesthetic reaction of the body to resonance is just amazing. And so Humming is wonderful for everybody, for patients in a hospital to find more relaxation. You can hum, help them hum, and they will find that healing. That's like OM, too. It's like the OM, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Let's just do that because when we get to the higher end, I'll use another sound that's linked to yoga. But let's use that OM. OM. Oh. Does it matter what register we do it in? Can you can pick your own note because the male female registers are, are different, of course. Oh. Yes. And one more time. which is your own practice, isn't it? So how important it is to allow yourself to really feel that resonance. And then slowly take the uh, legs off the chair and bring the knees to your chest And circle the knees in a circle so that you're massaging the sacrum and the lower back. And continue with your zoo, and this is going to help find even more resonance. Zoo. Make sure you're exhaling. Feel that. You can even feel that column of breath if you put your hand in front of your mouth. And then widen your knees a little bit. And then you can place your elbows on the ground and hold on to the sides of the legs with your hands, if you like. And stick your tongue out on your lower lip. We're going to do a series of those pants similar to what we did earlier. Ha, 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 ha. And feel the energy coming from your navel. Go ahead. Ha, 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 ha. 
Do I inhale between each ha? Yes, inhale between each ha and more tone than H. Make sure you inhale between each one. Ha, 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 giving birth practice. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> feel, <laughs> feel that <laughs> you're painting the ceiling with that. Ha, 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 ha. Excellent. And then just place your your feet back on the floor. And this time, rub your hands together. And place the hands on your face. So now we're looking in it to explore resonance on the lips and then eventually uh, in other places of the face. And so uh, just uh, place your fingers as if you're, you're shushing somebody. Just place them on your lips. And we're taking the pitch up a little bit higher into... And Jeff, you might want to go a little higher than that. And feel the vibrations on your lips and keep going. And over to you, Tasha. Can I hear you sing that or chant that? Beautiful. And then Tasha, do this. You're doing it lips closed? Yeah, but I'm opening them slightly to create that m, but it's very quick. And you might notice how it gathered more and more vibration as you kept doing that. Mm -hmm. And over to you, Jeff. It can be a little higher if you like. It can be up there. No, that's falsetto. We're not there yet. So, <laughs> so come down a little bit. Sure. Good. And then do the same thing. That was lovely, Jeff. Thank you. And then do the same thing, but speaking. Ma, 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 ma. And ma. let even more vibration gather there. Ma, ma, ma. Ma, 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 ma. That's right. And think, mamma mia. <laughs> mamma mia. Mamma mia. Mamma mia. Great. And over to you, Tasha. 
Am I Mama Miaing or just you Mama? are? <laughs> Mama Mia. And a little higher, Mama Mia. Mama And a little Mia. lower than that, somewhere in between. Mama there Mia. There you go. And watch that second syllable. Let it be as focused as the first syllable. Mama Mia. Mama Mia. Because we tend as humans to pull back our final syllables. I'll, I'll exaggerate. Mama Mia. Mamma mia. That's what you're listening for. You're listening for what sounds natural in Tasha, like helping her calibrate to what uh, her natural range is or what's That's happening. That's right. There. Just opening up that range. So now we were we were in her comfort zone at the very bottom and she was, you know, finding that resonance. And now she's in the middle, which is just a little outside her comfort zone. And pretty soon we'll be going to the higher end of that. Because like if you were marathon running, you'd need to warm up your Achilles tendon and your hamstrings and your spine. As voice users, we need to warm up the very different, the different parts of our voices, right? So it's the same idea. And if you warm it up, then you can use it. If you don't warm it up, then you can't use it. So singers or actors who don't warm up drive me nuts because... <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> because they they're they're not accessing all that they're capable of, uh, all that they have. They're not accessing their potential, and therefore they're not able to share that. Uh, so yeah, mm. and then now roll over to one side or the other and come up to sitting, because uh, the upper resonance is easier to access sitting or standing, but we'll sit. And just notice how you feel, where your breath is when you sit. And let's do our zoo for a moment. Zoo. 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 Oh, isn't that tasty? <laughs> I love that one. Yes. And then let's go to our ma. Mamma, mamma, mia. Mamma mia. Mamma mia. Mamma mia. So, presumably, our listeners are doing this as well. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I certainly hope so. Mamma mia. Mamma mia. Mamma mia. I'm trying to enjoy them. Yes. Um. And actually, if you place your finger on your nose, on the bones of the nose, don't pluck your nose yet, but on the bones of the nose, feel all the vibrations there. Wake that up. Mamma mia. Mamma mia. Mamma mia. Excellent. Okay. And now we go into the soft palate. And the soft palate is sort of a gateway to a higher range. And uh, we're going to do a little funny thing to get us thinking of where that soft palate is. We're going to snore. <laughs> so, so when you inhale, see if you can give me a good <laughs> snore. As oh, I inhale? Or a piggy sound. Yeah, as you inhale. I used to know someone who did that sarcastically all the time. Like if you said something, they go... <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of like rolling my eyes up into my head like exactly exactly well think that <laughs> uh, and so uh and do that a few times just to wake up the back of the upper part of your mouth so that's on the inhale <laughs> that's on the inhale 
Excellent. And then exhale on a K. Ka. 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 And a few more times. Ka. 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 And let the snore be slightly shorter. Ka. Ka. <laughs> and then eventually you'd find a little more clarity with that so that you can inhale and exhale on a K. So it sounds like this. Ka. 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 See if you can. Oh. <laughs> There's a lot of in there. Ka. 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 Huh. Huh. I can't tell. Huh. Excellent. And then another way to help you find your palate is to uh, close your nostrils entirely and inhale on that snore. And you might feel coolness coming in. That's, I'm hearing good things coming from you, Tasha. That's great. Yeah. And the other way of thinking about it simply is to inhale on a yawn. Hey, uh. 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 Oh, jaw lock. Ow. Uh -oh. Ouch. Okay. Oh, so you can place your hands on your cheeks for a moment there, Jeff. And, uh, and just smooth or massage that out a little bit. Uh. And so now... Let's explore this sound. So, Jeff, you can go to falsetto. And, Tasha, this is into more head voice. Wee! Wee! That's it. Wee, wee, wee! Wee! Wee, wee! Yeah. Wee, wee, wee! Wee, wee, wee! Wee, 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 monsieur! Wee, 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 monsieur! Oui, 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 monsieur. Oui, 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 monsieur. Oui, oui, oui. Oui, oui, oui. apologize right now to our French My partner is French. I feel like he's sitting downstairs going, what are they doing? Oui, oui, oui. Oui, oui, oui. Oui, oui, oui. Excellent. And then let's go into the middle. Mama. 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 And then let's go into the lower resonance. Zoo. 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 Yes, exactly. There was an, an actress named Jaja Gabor, so I use her name. Jaja Gabor. Jaja Gabor. Jaja Okay, and now to link those three ranges together, zoo zoo and your U is somewhere in between the bottom and the top. So explore that. Are you keeping your palate open the whole time? Yes, you are. At the very top, I kind of plugged my nose. Oh, uh, you can. Uh, so okay. you can plug your nose to the whole thing. Zoo. Good. And over to you, Tasha. Try it. Zoo. That's it. That's it. Absolutely. And over to you, Jeff. Zoo. Wait. Oh, zoo. 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 
That's right. And hard to find the middle the hardest. That of course you do, because we we do tend to find the middle the hardest. And so let's let's play with the middle. You you you. 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 And then just say the phrase you and me. 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 And think that you're speaking to someone who needs a friend. You and me. It feels like I want to do it lower. Is that weird? You and me. Stay right there. Stay there for the moment, Tasha. You and me. 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 And more quietly. You and me. You and me. No, that's too low. You and me. You and me. You and me. You and me. Beautiful. And another another phrase would be, um, yeah, just uh, all will be well. All will be well. All will be well. <laughs> it's like I forgot how to talk for a second. All will be well. All, all will be well. be well. All will be well. All will be well. All will be well. All will be well. Yeah, or or it's just whatever. Uh, give me a, a lyric from one of your songs, Tasha. Uh don't know any of them. I got ways. I got ways. I got no ways. Okay. I got ways. Okay. All right. And so over to you, Tasha, for a moment. And and just give me zoo. Zoo. And then speak your line from that place. I got ways. Yeah. Zoo. I got ways. Zoo. I got ways. That's right. So it's all releasing out on the exhale. And again. Zoo, I got ways. Mm. And then in the middle. And just give me yum, ma, ma, ma. Yum, ma, ma, ma. Yum, ma, ma, ma. Yum, ma, ma, ma. So think that you're talking to your child. Yum, ma, ma, ma. Yum, ma, ma, ma. And yum, ma, ma, ma. And the line. Yum, ma, ma, ma. I got ways. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's different. it's different. And again. Yum ma ma ma. I got ways. And then up in the wee 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 monsieur. Wee 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 monsieur. I got ways. That's right. Isn't that a new voice breaking into hip hop? You would never have expected that register. But isn't it interesting how the quality all of a sudden we we uh bridge that, we connect that to a character or to a an emotion or to an image of one kind or another. And and it's just fascinating. And I, I'm being a little political here. I just think that as women we have been told that if we use our upper ranges, that we're not going to be taken seriously. And so we've lost, we're losing octaves of our range. And uh, I think that's not good. And again, for men, tenors particularly, they don't want to um, speak in their natural middle voices because they don't think, quote unquote, it's manly enough. And that's all nonsense. Absolutely nonsense. And so why are we robbing our full potential? 
not that I want people to sit up there all the time, but but if you find that there's something, um, if you want to have the spontaneity to do it, just like Eden when he was improvising for us those hours that uh, he was feeling better when Jeff and I were working together, he was all over the map. And what is preventing us from being that extraordinary, right? Yeah. Uh, I just realized that I didn't do the Ong exercise to... Um, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. And so the Ong exercise, the M, gives us lots of uh, resonance in the chest. We all felt that. But now oh. rub your temples and think of the word. We're going to start with the word Young and feel that NG massaging and vibrating our temples. And go ahead. Young. That's Young. And you can also massage your scalp. I know we have headphones on, so that might be tricky to do right now, but you can do it when the headphones aren't on you. But young. Young. And really feel that NG. So you're sustaining the NG most of the time. Young. Young. And you'll feel these waves of vibration. Go ahead, Tasha. Young. And for you, Tasha, go down a little bit. Young. I think I can feel that. Yeah. I'm starting to feel it. Yeah. And then, so if you find yourself tired before uh, a gig of some kind, if you did that exercise, uh, it will help you find a little bit more forward placement. So not only is it good to find the head resonance, it's also good for the health, uh, the general health of the voice. I'm just like touching all over my head trying to, <laughs> trying yeah, to feel yeah. it That's what this is all about. It, it's a... Young. And then in yoga, if you go to the ONG, which is the beginning of the chant that opens a Kundalini yoga class, uh, it has a sensation of waking us up, of engaging ourselves as we move into a yoga practice. Um, and feel those waves just going emanating out from us. And that can begin a practice. And then the can finish a practice. It can be lower for you, Tasha. And so that th that idea of opening up the voice and the bit of the range of the voice so that we have more to share and that we allow the middle of the voice that carries the vulnerability 
And the, I, I would suggest uh, childlike sensations, naivete, wonder, delight, that we allow those aspects to come into our communication. We can get so cynical and so jaded, and the voice can imprint that rather than allowing ourselves to think, wow, look at the great day we have out there. <laughs> And, and to move through that into, um, you know, a, a more positive um, landscape. I feel like I got I to gotta stretch, like I stretched the top of my head or something. Oh, wonderful. I, I would suggest that's good. And actually, if you want to yawn, just in, in, inhale on a yawn and exhale on... You know what I found again, this is uh, my experience right now is I feel that there's more of me available somehow. And this would, when I do a session with you, Deborah, I'd be like, Oh my gosh, I just suddenly would feel like I had more possibility and how I could express myself. And I felt, uh, more expanded somehow. And, and it was particularly relevant because this is the context of like making voice work for meditations and where you want this, uh, a certain amount of dynamism, but you certainly want that intimacy. And I think it made me realize that often I was more, I was in that kind of third, sometimes I'd be almost in the third person, more performative, what you call mm -hmm. third circle or something. Or And when the very essence of what you're trying to do is to make a space where people will feel, I mean, people still like the guidance, but you know, where people will feel that trust that they can trust the space and they feel connected and there's that intimacy. And yet I had never occurred to me that I wasn't in that space because I had the intention to be connecting that way, but my voice wasn't quite doing it yet. Mm -hmm. Now that blew my mind <laughs> that, that we're all like that. We're all walking around. We think we're available to the world, but actually we're kind of locked in this register over here. And this register is also a role. It's a kind of performance. Exactly. And that, through the investigation or exploration of the voice, just that's yet another way into understanding what the mask is that we're wearing or what the structures were inside. Exactly. And I mean, there are so many, there are other aspects too. There's jaw release, there's tongue release, there's articulation and clarity. You know, there's something that's in the wind right now that it's, it's okay if nobody understands us. <laughs> Right, it's okay. It's cool to be unclear. Yeah, and uh, I mean, what is that? That's right. <laughs> what is? It's that? totally a defense mechanism. I feel like it's like protecting yourself before getting like rejected. You know, you're like, well, I don't, I would, I don't care anyway. So I'm just going to talk like this, and you can listen or not. You know, something like yeah, that. Yeah, totally. yeah, totally. And, you know, it's not like we want to sound British or we want to sound, you know, American either, you know, or we want to sound like we're from where we're from, I would imagine. And, uh, and, and so I find that our tongues can, the, well, I, I, I want to go there anyway, so I know we're over, but uh, let's do this. So just put a thumb underneath your chin for a moment. And, and massage up into the softness of your chin as if you want to touch the roof of your mouth. And then just say, ah. Oh. <sighs> and notice if something's pressing into your thumb. Oh. 
<sighs> yeah. And like mm, a hard muscle. Like, and that hard muscle is your tongue root. And if the tongue root is engaged like that and it's holding on, then the tip of the tongue can't move as clearly, as specifically as you'd like. And the mm. other thing about the tongue root is that feeling when we're just about to cry is the mm. tongue muscle rolled up in a ball in your throat. That's the tongue. Oh. And so if you, if you feel that going on, then your tongue is blocking you and your communication. Uh, so to spend a little bit of time with the tongue out on the lower lip, especially if you've had a moment that it has brought you to tears or to some grief or whatever, to spend a little time with the tongue out to stretch that tongue root can really uh, help you, in, number one, access your authentic voices. Because the t uh, I'm going to speak like I'm putting down my tongue root right now. So yeah, how's everything? Is everything good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm really good. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's my tongue root talking. That's not me talking. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I like to tell people. Hey, hey, listen. It's just it, it, this might be just my tongue root talking. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so so it can become its own bluff. And so it's you know if you were doing voice animation stuff, that's really helpful. You can create lots of voices with that. But it's not particularly helpful if you're trying to be authentic. And so to use the tip of the tongue well, you need to allow yourself lots of those kinds of exercises. And also the old uh, tongue, uh, what are they called? Tongue twisters, you know. Uh, and so um, here, here's one, for instance. We, hopefully, you know, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Do you know that? Yeah. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Yeah. Do it with your tongue out of your mouth. So stick your tongue out. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. And do that again. And now stick your tongue back in and speak it and see how it feels. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. So you might feel, but it can help loosen up, you know, all those tongue twisters and uh, lots of articulation can help you. Anyway, uh, do you have any questions or anything you'd like <laughs> to uh, ask This me? was so much fun. <laughs> oh my gosh, so much fun. Okay, so if somebody wanted to, you know, make this a part of their like everyday life, you know, let's say I, like even on days when I'm not performing and I want to just kind of like loosen up how I talk, what would be like a regular kind of practice of this? Uh, well, the first thing to do is to do some physical release work. Like, mm -hmm. you know, we lay down on our backs with our legs up today, but you can do stretches, you can do yoga, you can go for a little run, you can tremor to shake out the body. And so remember, the body is your instrument, so it's really important that you release it, <laughs> you release mm -hmm. any tensions. Then the next step would be a touch of sound or a sigh of relief, like what we were doing with our sighs today. The next step would be jaw and tongue work. And then the resonance work like we did with our humming. Uh, so that's the zoo and the ma and the we. 
then you do some articulation or tongue twisters. And if you're thinking about speaking, then you can take keywords from your meditations that you're teaching, like Jeff is, or keywords from any speeches or talks you have to give. Explore those and notice how you're breathing, notice how you're doing. And of course, if you're singing, then you would go through your range work. Say, say a person only had five minutes and doesn't and has a hard time remembering all those things. Like for me, what I do now because of you before I go into the studio is I'll just do I'll do a kind of shaking, kind of like stretching, shaking, like I'll touch my toes and I'll shake my body out, kind of doing what you're saying at the beginning, mm -hmm. get some of the energy out. And then I'll do some like, like you told me to do these trill kind mm -hmm. of uh, rolling R's things. I'll do a few just to kind of open up my chest and my range a bit. And I find just that little bit helps. I mean, I do, you gave me a sequence that's like 20 minutes that I'll do if I have that time. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. But even just that can presumably help people out a little bit or oh, even create your sure. own routine. I mean, even that little meditation we did with throwing the garbage out, that's going to help you exhale. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. always a good first step, right? Um, so, uh, but, but I, I do think that it's important to realize that if you are a professional speaker, then really do think of the athlete and, you know, mm -hmm. uh, my son, uh, swam up to a very high level for 15 years. And so he was practicing 24 hours a week. So this whole idea of practice is important. But I think also just bringing it into your life, because, for instance, you can be in the shower and you can sing. And singing releases endorphins, oxytocin, serotonin, all those good feeling hormones. And, um, you know, as you're washing the dishes, you could do your supercalifragilistic <laughs> and teach everybody around you. <laughs> And the other thing is to to speak, even in days when you're not around people and you don't have people around you, um, speak out loud, because like everything else, we need that as humans. It's an important part of our ourselves, our consciousness is to is to use the voice. Amazing. That is such good advice. And, you know, I really think maybe we should try to hit you on again to do singing. I would love it. Yeah. <laughs> right. And that will be a real shocker for the, uh, I mean, hope, maybe I'll just stay out of that one and be more. No, we need, we need you in there. no, no, no. Oh, and before you run off, is there anything you want to share with the audience? Any links, places that they can access you or anything? Uh, I have a, a website at www.deboradjoy.com and that's it and I think my email is there and I as I say I teach kundalini yoga and voice work and I teach all sorts of beautiful people and you're based here in Toronto right I am I'm in the beaches yeah perfect awesome thank you so much thank you thank you Deborah this was so much fun <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the Consciousness Explorers podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you like this episode, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. See you next week for a whole new adventure.